like, did I write this actually? <laughs> was this about my? <laughs> this was one of your Friday night things. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm just <laughs> wasted, just writing submissions to our podcast for. Yeah, as if you don't have complete creative control. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, here with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how's it going? Allie, happy Hi. damn birthday! Oh, thank you! We are, as of recording time, it's a little bit of an early wish, and as of release time, it'll be a belated wish, but nonetheless, it is this week. Thank it is a you. birthday week for Allie, and I just want to say happy birthday! Thank you very much. Um, as you know, I am very much into my birthday, as we discussed a little bit on the pod last week, and I'm looking forward to a good week. Yeah. And um, you have friends in town, exciting, exciting times all around. Yeah. But yeah, so I, um, it is not my birthday week, but <laughs> I, to be fair to the listeners and close the loop on the egg freezing updates. Unfortunately, I do not have a good update or I guess I have a good update because I'm at peace with how everything worked out, but I ended up not going through with it. And we basically declared it a failed cycle where she thinks that I am a poor responder to egg freezing treatment and, or not treatment, I guess, um, procedure or whatever you want to call it. And so it was a bummer. I definitely mourned the loss of the expectation of what was going to happen, but I did a lot of reflection. I feel like I know what, I feel like I know now so many questions that I wish I would have known to ask up front. And so once you kind of get into the thick of it and we do a full episode on this, I feel like I have a lot more to say than I originally would have. And so I'm very glad I've learned a lot and gone through this, but it was, it was an interesting week. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, that it didn't work out the way you wanted. Um, but I I very much appreciate how much information I've gotten from you just in the last few weeks of you going through this in terms of exactly what you said, like questions that you didn't even know you should ask that I've now been asking my doctor in advance. Um, Amazing. I'm super happy to hear that. Yeah. And then I'm excited to get in with you at a future date. Great. We will. We will. We will deep dive another day. Definitely. Um, but besides that, any phone throwing this week, Allie? Where are we at? <laughs> so I don't have any major ones, but I'm not sure that we can fully keep the clock going. I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. Okay. As you know, this weekend, I celebrated my birthday a little bit early with a few friends, um, a couple of whom have the same birthday week as I do. So we had a little bit of a group getaway to the Poconos, um, which is a like mountain range in Pennsylvania for those of who are not East Coasters. And I um, had a little bit to drink on this on this weekend getaway, as one is wont to do. Yeah. And this was the first time, because I haven't really been going out. I mean, none of us really have. Like, this was the first time, I would say, in a while that I was drunk. Like, I actually mm -hmm. texted you, like, uh-oh, I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you were, like, more pulled together than I wanted you to be. <laughs> I did not feel that way. And let me tell you that in the mornings, I certainly did not. And now I feel like I look like I've been dragged behind a semi truck for the last three days. You look great. So I so I was drunk on Friday night and I 
responded. I hadn't been responding to like any of my Bumble messages all day because I was like trying to like get my car together and my friends picked up or whatever and go to this thing. Yeah. And also be present. 100%. So, but right before I went to bed on Friday night was when I decided it would be a good idea to respond to the Bumble message messages from the day. Great. Uh, narrator, it was not a good idea. <laughs> and... <laughs> Most of them were fine, but I had like, I was talking to like three or four people. Um, but one of them asked me like basically the same question that I had already answered. And usually I would like be kind of like funny sassy about how I've already answered that question, but I was angry sassy instead. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that, it wasn't that good of a look. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, and he did not respond. Has he not responded still? No. Okay. I don't know that that's phone throwing. That might be like phone shame hiding. I don't know. <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm going to go put my phone under the blanket. It's exactly. in timeout. <laughs> but yeah, it's not full phone throwing. Um, so perhaps I, I, I can keep the counter going. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, I will say we are one week. I'll say we're one week without an incident. Great. Um, but the other thing about this weekend um, that I've been kind of thinking about and, you know, I think this is something that we should definitely get into at a future date, but it was awesome to see. I saw a lot of friends that I hadn't seen. Honestly, I hadn't seen some of them in over a year, like since mm -hmm. pre-lockdown. Um, wow. And I'm in New York City, so when I say lockdown, I mean when New York was like bad. Um, I hadn't seen some of them in a long time, and it was great. I did have moments, though, where I think because of how much sort of introspection I've been doing about what I'm looking for – in wanting to find a relationship, et cetera, that I did have moments where I was a little bit sad that I wasn't there on my birthday weekend with a significant other with my friends. Like, not that I wouldn't have wanted to be there, but that it would have been so nice to have yeah. a significant other there with me. So that, yeah, that's my little vulnerable moment of the week. Yeah, I really relate to that. Um, I my friend group is a pretty good mix of single and coupled and at different phases of coupling. Yeah. But then, you know, there are game nights where I just think I would love to have my person here because that would elevate this experience. It's not that I'm not having an amazing time. In theory, this person would just be a great ad and it would be awesome to have that. Yes. That is exactly how I felt. So for my friends who were there listening, I was not sad <laughs> and you did not make me sad. <laughs> yeah. But it just... And it also really highlighted for me, and I think you put it really well when you said that having that person would elevate the experience for you. I really want somebody who can mix into that group. So one of my friends actually brought his significant other that I had never met to that setting for the first time, and she melded so perfectly. That's awesome. What yeah. a test. That, that I bet from her perspective, I wonder how she was feeling. I bet she was a little bit nervous. I mean, I would have been if I were her, especially we're a very, we're all volleyball players. We're a very competitive group. And like at one point we were playing this one game where we were like blindfolded and screaming. And I, I, I turned to her and was like, so do you regret coming yet? Or. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. But yeah. So I, I look forward to the time when I can, you know, in, invite a guy to be terrorized by my friends. And he will be honored to yes, do so. As he should be. Let's be honest. Yeah. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And 
it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So birthday shenanigans aside, um, what is the focus of our podcast today? What are we, what are we going to dive into? Today, we are talking about something that we kind of mentioned last time um, and that irked me enough when we brought it up last time that I wanted to dive into it for a full pod episode, and that is Pen Pals. I'm so glad we're talking about this. We've gotten a lot of listener feedback trying to understand, what do I do? He seems interested. He's texting me a bunch, but nothing's happening. It's not growing from there into a date or a FaceTime or any type of plan. And it, it it does cause confusion. 100%. And I also think that this, it also starts to play into a gender role situation too, which we'll get into kind of later as well. But I think usually within my content on Finding Mr. Height and with our pod, like we try to be very gender neutral. We talk about they, like even last week we were talking about if he wanted to, he would. It's really they. I think for this particular issue, the feedback that I get is specifically from women who are looking for that guy to be a little bit more of the pursuer and not understanding how she can navigate that situation, which we'll get into. Yeah. Like how do you sort of like nudge somebody into being the pursuer? Right. Um, Because, you know, I, like I've said before, I don't think that any one person should be chasing someone in a relationship because the word chase implies that the other person is running. Um, and we don't want to be running away from our partner. <laughs> Certainly not. That that is not our that is not our that is not our person. No. Um, but yeah, how can you find that middle ground? I think is the question we're trying to answer. So Allie, as I um want to do in this forum, I'm gonna ask you to define a pen pal. What what is what is this storied person, man or woman? I think that a pen pal is so literal definition of pen pal is someone with whom you write letters exchange letters yes did you ever have to do that in elementary school did you have like a pen pal i didn't but i did have friends from camp that i would voluntarily be pen pals with love yeah so i am familiar with the pen pal i also had some like email pen pals um which in retrospect may not have been who they were saying they were great point um asl question mark <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so that, that is the technical definition in today's day and age of dating. We talk about pen pals as people who seem to want to just 
communicate via text or message on the app if you haven't moved to text forever without ever going on a date virtual or otherwise. Yes. It's this feeling of sort of like indefinite check-ins that in theory, a friend or family member could fill that role. And it's feeling a little odd that a stranger has stepped into that job. (laughs) Yes. Like I said last week, I do not need to tell a stranger how my day was. And I (laughs) truly couldn't care less how his was. So you are referencing um, a quick story update you gave us last episode. Let's get into exactly what transpired because I think that it has inspired a text script that you want to give our audience. Yeah. So a little bit of background before we get into the actual back and forth. So I matched with this guy on Bumble. At this point, it's probably like three weeks ago. And we had a a great initial messaging exchange on Bumble. He actually asked for my number fairly quickly in a good way, Um, you know, in a way that's like, okay, great. We've had a nice back and forth may I have your number, let's move to text message. The then assumed next step would be once we move to text message, we were, we will then move to going out. Mm-hmm. One would think. Yes. So we move to text. We're still going back and forth. Again, the conversation is great. There's like banter back and forth. We're talking about our days. You know, I, I, at this point, I don't know that that's bad. And then it has gotten to the point where that is all we are doing. It has been about a week of this. That's a uh, I know. long time. He's texting me every day, which is great in terms of my community. I like to text with somebody every day if I'm dating them, but we are not dating. We've never met. Correct. So at this point, it's like I'm dreading the like, good morning. How is your morning? Like he was actually texting me as I'm thinking about it multiple times per day as like check-ins. Yeah. And it's, if this was to your point, if this was somebody that you liked and were pursuing a relationship with, we would be talking about this as a lovely positive and- He's just doing this at the wrong time. He's put the cart before the horse in some ways. Yes. He's 100%. You've hit the nail on the head there in the sense that he's doing this at the wrong time. This would be a lovely quality of somebody that I were actively going on dates with. It is a unwelcome quality in, in a stranger whom I have never met. So a lot of our listeners are bothered by this too, actually, and we've gotten a bunch of submissions about this exact problem on our findingmrheight.com slash podcast submission form. So let's read a few. This one makes me feel wild. I've been talking to this dude for a month or more now, but I have not been asked on a date yet. Mind exploding. I need so much more context on this one too, because what has been going on for this month? What kind of communication are we talking about? Are they speaking every day? And has she said anything? Yeah. Is this a very locked down place where FaceTime would be an option? Have they tried that? Like, yeah. Lots of questions. The one that stood out to me was this woman wrote in and she's dealing with someone where she says, consistent communication, but just never schedules a date or phone call after two weeks, shows interest, not breadcrumbing, active engagement, respectful, but what are we waiting for here? This one very much resonates with me as like, did I write this actually? (laughs) Was this about my... This was one of your Friday night things. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm just <laughs> wasted just writing submissions to our podcast for. Yeah, as if you don't have complete creative control. <laughs> it's it's all at the same time absurd and also something I would do. Totally. Oh my god, I'm dead. Okay, and then you had another one. Yeah, one last one. Um... 
For almost three weeks, my match continues to text daily and talk on the phone occasionally. Okay, at least they've done that. He hasn't asked me out even after I have definitely shown interest. I want to be confident and direct without being pushy. Help. Well, we are here to help because that is exactly the vibe that I was going for. Yes. So let's talk about how you solved it. Yes. So like I said, so he was texting me back and forth, you know, like asking me these questions every day. How's your day going? And like the the person who may have been me said, he's actively engaging. He's not breadcrumbing me. It's not like he's just popping up every now and again. He's asking engaged questions, but he's not furthering things. So I think we should go to the tape. Actually, Allie, before you do that, will you tell the listeners who may not have watched your TikTok on breadcrumbing exactly what breadcrumbing is just to make it super clear? Great call. So a breadcrumber is somebody – so you know when you're like in the park and you sprinkle bread for like ducks or pigeons or whatever? Like, you know, everyone does. Of course. You're right. And then they'll like kind of like hop along and like eat the breadcrumbs. So that's breadcrumbing is when somebody is giving you just enough so that you'll kind of hop along behind them but not actually furthering your relationship. So in the example that I did when I gave my breadcrumbing text script, there was this guy who would pop up every two weeks to say, hey. No. Okay. So the difference between a pen pal and a breadcrumber is inconsistency, sort of this this bare minimum behavior, whereas a pen pal is potentially giving some emotional intimacy over text or in-app messaging, but they're not progressing the relationship. Exactly. There's It's the consistency that's the difference. Okay. Thank you. So let us go to the game film. <laughs> we are going to read through the text thread and you are going to play yourself and yes. I am going to play the pen pal. Perfect. Okay. So this is a Monday just for everybody who has reference. The pen pal starts. Just wrapped up nice and early. How'd your day end up? Nice. Mine was hectic. Mondays always are. Full day of work, then podcast recording night. Smiley face. Are you relaxing now? Podcast recording? How exciting is that? Yeah, every Monday. It's fairly new, but going well so far. Tell me more about it. What's your favorite part? I'd love to, but it's a lot to text. How about I give you the full scoop on a date? That sounds wonderful. Blushing smiley face emoji. Looking forward to hearing about it. Okay, so interjection for a moment. Yeah, let's pause right there. Dean. <laughs> so this part... I was a little bit annoyed. Also, apologies to listeners if you can hear my cat in the background. (laughs) I was a little bit annoyed at at that type of question because it was also just a more in-depth question. Like, what's your favorite part of podcasting? Like, that is not a question that I want to answer via text message. So that's when I thought it would be a great opportunity to say I'd love to tell you more about it on a date because it's a more in-depth type question. I love this as that idea of a nudge, how to not be pushy, how to not say, you know, ask me out, but to say, let's continue this conversation over coffee, over drinks. Exactly. Because I think a lot of people, and I've seen this in screenshots and in submissions from clients, listeners, et cetera, a lot of people will say something a little more sassy, like, when are you going to ask me out? Or why don't you ask me out already? And I think that 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 comes across as pushy to use the listener's term. Yeah. Well, I think you did a great job here and he does not, you, you passed, you gave him a, the, the softest pass of all time and he drops the ball. He fucking dropped it. Like this is the part, and we mentioned this last week, this is the part where when he said looking forward to it, I screenshotted it, sent it to you and said, what is he looking forward to? We have not planned a date. 
Yeah, there's nothing to be looking forward to at this point. No, zero. Uh, so I, I left it. I didn't say anything back to that. Yeah. So that took place on a Monday. Yes. Tuesday afternoon ro- rolls around. The pen pal sends again. Hi there. How's your day going? And I remember getting that. And I think we can fast forward through a lot of the, for the listeners, a lot of the back and forth that happens on this day, because I will just, spoiler alert, nothing happens on this day. But I remember getting that text and being like, well, my day's not going very well. Now that you've sent me another, how's your day going text message? You have tipped me over the edge, sir. (laughs) Yes. So I will fast forward for the listeners that we go back and forth about how each of our days have gone. And then that is the end of the conversation on that day. And now we're on Wednesday. Wednesday. Wow, these days have been a little crazy. Hi, blushing smiley face emoji. How are you doing over there? Another crazy day for me too. Day two of client calls in the evening this week. Also, I would still be interested in going on a date to tell you about my week versus texting about it. That does sound great. I'm, comma, unfortunately going to be working some pretty terrible hours until Monday. Would you be all right with setting it up for next week? Yeah, no problem. Next week is a bit busy, but I'm free Wednesday at the moment. No reply until Friday. <laughs> hey there, how have you been? Apologies. Having a pretty insane time at work at the moment. Week going okay? So I remember breaking the fourth wall for a moment. <laughs> I remember getting that text message. It was middle of the day on Friday. He had never, this is two days after I told him a day that I was free the following week to go out and he had never responded. Oh, we should also mention that this man has read receipts. I don't know if I've actually told you that. No, you did, and you have not said it thus far, and it is an important note. It's an important note. So I know that he read that text message from Wednesday, didn't respond until Friday, and then in his text on Friday, didn't mention at all the day that I said I was free to go out. So what do you think he's afraid of at this point? He is not going to get rejected. You have said you're interested. I, I honestly have no idea. And I remember getting that text message, and again, I sent it to you, and... I was I was busy at work. It was like, if I recall, it was a very busy day and I just couldn't deal with it at the moment because I was so annoyed and I will own up to this. I forgot to reply. Fair enough. The thing is, though, you've been super clear. You've also been clear that you're busy and the way to get to you is to make a plan with you. Yes. And he has ignored those facts. He has completely ignored those facts. So, So I forget to reply on Friday. So he then follows up on Monday. Hi, hi, checking in. Do you still want to go on a date this week? Blushing smiley face emoji. His, that is his only emoji. It's his only emoji. It's all he knows how to do. So this is one move. I, so before I read what I said, at this point, I am no longer free on Wednesday, which is at the time of this text message in two days. And I, as we've mentioned before, I'm a planner. I, I plan my weeks out. I, I have client calls at night if I don't have social engagements. I have filled up. It has now been five days since I told him I was free and I've made plans. Yeah. You have an A hustle, a B hustle, and then hobbies and a <laughs> life. You, you, you're you're a hot commodity. The world needs to um, figure out how to orient itself around you and not vice versa. <laughs> That's a little harsh, but. Uh, you know what? You can be harsh. It's okay. Uh, but I specifically told him how he could, how I would orient myself to make time these are the yeah. times. Anyway, so I replied in this way. That same day, I replied, 
Hey, sorry, I didn't respond the other day. I did want to go on a date, but didn't get the sense you were too keen to commit to a day. I'm a planner and I'm looking for the same. I don't think we're a great fit, but wish you the best. Red 31521. <laughs> for the listeners, there is no reply. Yeah. Which, as we said last week, is his prerogative. I didn't necessarily expect a reply, but that's how I handled it. Yeah. And I think you totally would have accepted him saying... Fair call out. Here's a plan. I do really want to see you. And I'm sorry that I dropped the ball last week. You know, I think you would have absolutely considered this person had he owned it and then responded appropriately. I would have. Absolutely. And I, even after having given him several opportunities to be the type of planner that I want to date and him consistently showing me that he is not that person. But as we were saying last week, it's not just if he wanted to, he would. It's also if he's capable of it. And I think that this guy, honestly, I'm glad he showed me up front that he was not capable of that kind of planning behavior that I need. Yeah. And maybe he should date somebody who just has like a lot of free time and can be spontaneous or like super quick to make a plan the same night or something I don't know but yeah or it also didn't even seem like that but also that he wanted someone like he wanted me to say let's go out Wednesday at 8 p.m at this place yes yeah he wanted you to take the reins that's a good right right which I I'm just not going to do that early on because and and I talk about this a lot and in different videos but I am a planner I I plan trips for my friends. I plan, I make the reservation when we go out to brunch. Like I, I am that person Yep. in both my friendships and my relationships. I, however, have found that I need somebody as a partner who can meet me, maybe not fully halfway because I, I do like to do those things, but who can contribute in that arena. Mm -hmm. And I have found that if I don't ascertain that early on, like, I guess another way of saying this is if I do too much early on that I don't figure out that that person can't do those things until it's too late and I'm invested. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah. No, there's there's nothing wrong, I think, with learning up front that you're not a good fit. Right. Um, and I've, I've been in multiple very frustrating relationships or almost relationships, talking stage, whatever you want to call it, where I just can't get the guy to do anything to plan our lives. A phrase that I've, I don't recall if you said it to me privately or in a TikTok, but something that I really liked that you said and have used to describe myself is that I don't want to feel like I'm a camp director. Yes. I actually think this was privately, though I really appreciate that my friends can now no longer discern what I've told them in person versus via the internet. But I, and I actually said this on my weekend trip this past weekend, I was talking about my most recent ex-boyfriend and how he he moved to another state without telling me, which is a different story. But while he was in that other state... That is so insane. I know. That's, that's, a, that's a very large bomb that I just dropped on the listeners that I will explain later, I promise. But he would come visit me in New York City where we met. He had very recently lived in New York City for years. And yet when he was visiting me, I felt like his summer camp director. Like I was responsible for programming out every moment of our day and what we were going to eat and what we were going to do, what we were going to watch on TV and what time we were going to go to bed. It was exhausting. Terrible. Yes. So exhausting. And I tried so many times to express this to him and to empower him to do things. And he just couldn't, wouldn't, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, 
I too have been subjected to a pen pal, as I think every modern dater has. Yes. And mine, I think, is a case of, sir, perhaps you are the common denominator. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so um, let's do the same thing again, but this time I'll be me and you'll be the man. Great. Ready. I found a lot of girls don't want to meet up, just want to chat forever and then it fizzles out. I'm the opposite. I feel like you have to get in person. In those situations, have you asked the girl out and she says no? Or how can you tell they only want to text versus meet up? First, I heart your I feel like you have to get in person text message. Just the run around and then timing never works out. Gotcha. Because my MO is that I'm responsive, but if a guy never asks me out, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Only reason I haven't asked you out yet is because I'm double booked on two jobs and currently working on a Friday night. Nerd glasses emoji. Thank you. So that was October 30th. And fast forward, he is texting me. You know, the, the listeners don't need to hear this, but there's like a lot. He's sending me photos he, of like movies he's watching. There is so much sort of like friend keeping up with each other content here. And also, I'd like to note that when reading this exchange, when I said out loud and then timing never works out, the subtext in my head was like, why? Yeah. And I think we're going to see why. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, Wednesday, November 11th. And I will, again, to break the fourth wall, this probably is one of those two sassy texts. I'm fine with it, but go on. Okay. Um, So I said, So, are you going to lump me in with the other women who, quote-unquote, don't actually want to meet up? Rourke, coming in hot on Wednesday morning, blushing smiley emoji. No way. Sorry, not going to blame work, but I have been busy. I still want to meet up. What are you up to this week? No worries. I'm busy, too. Just let me know. I'm going to Joshua Tree this week. Like tonight? Tomorrow. Well, maybe we can grab a drink tonight. I can't tonight, unfortunately, but I'm happy to make a plan for next week. No worries. Yeah, let's plan that. Do we think that was planned? I, we do not. No. <laughs> the the let's is one of my least favorite words when texting with someone new. That's a great small thing that says so much. Yes. It's like, it's this very passive way of saying, maybe I'd like to do this thing if you also want to do this thing, but it's super unclear who's going to do this thing. I hate it. Yeah, that's a great call. I I also, other single word pet peeves, sure. Yes. I hate sure. Here's another phrase. It's, do you wanna? Ugh. Going back to my pen pal exchange, he said, do you wanna plan something for next week? And that could mean, would you like me to plan something for us next week? Or it could have meant, do you, Allie, want to plan something for next week yes that the dual meaning there is problematic very and i remember saying to you is he is he asking specifically if i would like to plan a date because the answer is no yeah that is a yes or no that you can easily answer right so yes but to to hearken back to your pen pal i think that he is certainly the most common denominator in those situations yeah um, he is destined to be in a pen pal relationship unless he decides to get it going. Yeah. So I think that what we're saying here is that 
there are ways that you can kind of help someone come back from this and ways that you can be direct still because I think in these scenarios you know when when I was replying to my pen pal I was directly telling him I want to go on a date with you here are times that I'm free I need you to meet me halfway here mm-hmm. yeah and so what is your there were sort of as we were going through yours there were sort of two levels there was this first one where you kind of used the conversation that was happening to bounce off of and say let's expand on this great conversation we're having in person and then you had the second prong that was a little bit more direct and yeah. so what is this approach so i think that i think it's that multi part thing and hopefully you never need part 2 and hopefully hopefully True. you never need part 3 which is the like okay bro not going to work part but the first part i think what you can do is as you're thinking about do i you know i want to go out with this person how do i find my opening look for something that feels like a little bit of a longer answer or is something that he or she mentions that is interesting that you want to hear more about but also would be a longer answer and say either either they ask you something so like he asked me you know what's your favorite part of podcasting and I said I'd love to tell you about it but it's a longer story like we should do it on a date or if he had said something that I found interesting, like maybe he mentioned that he launched a podcast, I could have said, that sounds so cool. I'd love to hear about it over drinks or I'd love to hear about it on a date. That's perfect. So, you know, maybe they're mentioned they're passionate about cooking and say, you know, I'd love to hear about your top three favorite recipes over a date or, you know, anything. I think any type of thing that either gets at a project, a passion, um, any type of thing that you could sort of make a bigger conversation is a great opening for that. Yeah. And I think we should say also that it is totally cool and great if you want to be proactive enough to say, let's go out. I'm free these days. And if you want to bring it there right away, awesome. Like if that's authentic to you, that's great. Mm -hmm. Something I... We've mentioned um, Matthew Hussey on this podcast before, and something that I heard him say a long time ago that I really liked is it, it was about men approaching women in bars, which is not happening so much <laughs> these days. But he said, men don't approach the hottest woman at the bar. They approach the best looking most accessible woman at the bar. And he doesn't he does not mean accessible in looks. He means open. Yep. open to conversation that he's not going to get shot down. You know, what body language are you sending? Um, and I think this shows that you're open. And I think it doesn't, it doesn't take away a man's ability to take the reins and feel like they still have the pursuit or you still feel pursued. It really does strike that balance between letting somebody know you're open and letting them then kind of fill the rest of the gap. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to fill that gap, I know that there are a lot of women that are that want to be more take charge and that like having that role in a relationship. Awesome. Great. And the person that you want to be with is going to be somebody who responds well to that and go forth. Exactly. Yeah. I think that the message across the board here is be authentic to yourself. Definitely. And if that is a planner 10 times out of 10, own it. Do it. Exactly. And then, so then I think there's this next step of this script, if you will, where you've done part one, you've expressed your accessibility to use the Matthew Hussey framework. 
You've expressed that you're open. You've given him zero chance of rejection in terms of saying that you want to go on a date. Although I will say that I have heard from men that there are plenty of situations where a woman has said something like that and yet still ending up rejecting him. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Whether it's overt or not, whether it's like Mm -hmm. he tries to nail down a time when she's available and she like dodges it or just like never gives him a straight answer, even after she expressed that she wanted to go out. So don't do that because you're hurting the cause. (laughs) Yeah. Stick, stick to the message. (laughs) Yes. We need to, we need to stay on message here as a group. So as I said, as I said before, it's a team sport. You're bringing down the team if you're not staying on message. Love. So you've done part one. He has not stepped up, picked up on it, whatever you, whatever phrase you want to use. So then there's the part two, which is more direct and reinforces that you would like to go on a date and also layers in a little bit more directness where you're saying, I would rather go on a date versus text about how my day is going or insert the situation that you're dealing with, you know, expand on this topic here or whatever it is. Yeah, because I think at this point, what was happening for you is that not only did you want to go on a date with this person, but you also needed to set a boundary of energy where it was not feeling good or fun to, like you said, be texting a stranger every day. And so it was this combination of trying to remain positive while also setting a boundary about what you needed. Right. And it and it was becoming, I was honestly feeling inauthentic when I was texting him because mm. I was annoyed. Yeah, that's not great. I was also sending him, I found myself, not on purpose, but I found myself sending him shorter, less engaged responses because I didn't want to perpetuate this daily conversation that drained me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I am not a short and unengaged texter. So that did not feel authentic to me. And it made me feel bad. Yeah. No, definitely. You're a highly engaged texter. <laughs> I may, we'll send you five text messages in a row until you respond kind of texter. Exactly. I'm like a big stream of consciousness gal and I'm like, get back to me when you can. No big deal. Yep. Same. Um, so so that's that's the part two. That's the, here's where we're going to be a more direct and really communicate that this is what we want. And then again, hopefully that spurs action. And If it doesn't, I think then you have to evaluate the part three that I used, which is, is this person capable of meeting this need of mine? Mm -hmm. And I discerned that he was not and that that is such an important need of mine that I've learned throughout relationships throughout my life that I didn't think we were a good fit because of it. Yes. And that was the, you spoke your piece and parted ways. Right. And I... Honestly, when I sent that text message, I had a lot of anxiety. Truthfully, I had a lot of anxiety sending it, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I it's really difficult to let somebody down in the sense of telling them you don't want to date anymore. It's the same thing as when you're not interested in someone. But it actually felt to me a little bit worse than my no ghosting text, my, you know, I don't feel a romantic connection here text, mm-hmm. because I didn't know whether he would have been somebody I would have felt that with in person. Mm, so there's this feeling of the unknown, whereas with a ghost, it's very clear. Yeah. So that that part made it harder to send it. But when I did send it and when he didn't reply, it reinforced my feeling that this was not the right situation for me. And I was relieved as hell. 
excellent. That is that is the that's the goal feeling at the end of it all. Yeah, exactly. So that was my my multi pronged script. So this three pronged text script framework. Where are the listeners going to be able to find that and hopefully use to authentically communicate themselves? So I'm making this pen pal week on my Finding Mr. High social media platforms, and I'm going to be making videos and posts throughout this week with these different scripts that you'll be able to use. Amazing. Well, great. Let's um, get to our five-star reviews, and we have another amazing set this week. We do. I am just I, – I know, Rourke, eventually we're going to get a terrible review. I know we are. It's inevitable. Yeah. I am mentally preparing myself for this day because at the moment, opening up the reviews every day makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. I know. They're really nice. I do think the good thing about Apple Podcasts is that they screen them. And so I think mm. if we had sort of the TikTok troll energy that you get sometimes showing up here, I it might get screened out. I'm not saying we're not going to see a bad review, but I, I don't think they're going to be that wild. That makes sense. So perhaps we will get a bad review. Honestly, though, that might be worse. Hear me out. Fair point. Like a really like gut punch bad review <laughs> yeah terrible that like has really legitimate negative feedback yes yes so so people always ask me or often ask me how i deal with the tiktok trolls like doesn't it get you down and the answer is is not really because it is usually quite clear that this person has issues that are causing them to tear down a stranger on the internet that they've never met for no reason at all yeah the amount of triggered that you make men sometimes is always unbelievable. Men. Yeah. So like those are actually, I laugh at them often because they're just yeah. so ridiculous. The comments that are harder to see are the ones that have legitimate question, uh, feedback. Yeah. I can totally see that. So I, yeah, this is now a long tangent about what's going to happen when we get a bad review, but I think that the hardest one is going to be one where they actually have a point. <laughs> totally. But for now we don't Well, have to that. we can live in fantasy land a week longer yes. with only 5 stars. Yes. So today we've got reviews from Johnny Bow 68, Lindy Flower, Dr. Alveoli, Tristan M86, Bailey Flip 98 and Becca JS3. And my favorite one is makes me feel quote unquote normal from Bailey Flip 98. It says, listening to this podcast as a 22-year-old trying to date when my family thinks dating apps are weird makes me realize what I'm doing is the new normal. I've never related or even wanted to listen to a podcast more. You two have boosted my confidence in dating so much. Thank you, Bailey. That is such a nice one. I know. And one of the reasons that I love it so much is because I wish that I had had older sister type advice when I was entering the dating scene at 22. And I'm just so happy that there are people from Gen Z who are open to the elder millennial advice that we offer. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a great one. And I think I'm going to do um, Tristianne M86, Better Advice Than Your Best Friend. I started listening to this podcast from day one, and I found myself waiting all week for the new release on Mondays. So much fun hearing their dating stories that we can all relate to, along with advice that's better than your best friend's. Well, sorry if you're that girl's best friend, but <laughs> I love that review. 
Um, there was one too where um they said that uh she said that she was in a relationship, but she's been using our tidbits to help her friends. Yes. Um, I believe that was Becca. Hey Becca, tell your tell your friends to listen. Yes, uh, that's true. Like we love that you're using them, but like listeners, please. We need them. We need them, Becca. We need the <laughs> listeners. Good point, Rourke. Good point. Well, another wonderful week and congratulations on uh, birthday week. Another, a, a, a very tough trip around the sun. We all made it and um, really enjoy your birthday week and lots of love, girl. Thanks, Rourke. I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.